For just a split second, I thought this was Seek and Destroy. Right? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we did this bit already. Right. <laughs> so, dudes, episode four of Discography Discussion. Mel. What's going on, Dan? Um, well, the space dust is really good. Mm, New Castle, that's where it's at. Josh is over here behind me. Yo. Sky's on the floor, and I've got New Castle as well. Mm, good stuff. So, D- Dan, tell me about space dust, why don't you? Well, Space Dust is a high-gravity IPA uh, made by a company called Elysian. has a beautiful cover of a hop in space. You heard that right. And it is vomiting dust. So I assume basically what I'm drinking is space hop dust or space hop vomit. But maybe they just changed the word to dust so that people would actually buy it. Would have made no difference to me, but... Vomit sounds cooler, actually. It really does. It sounds know. more metal. Yeah, you think beer, vomit, right? That's right. They go hand in hand. Right. So, yeah, Space Dust is really good. Don't drink more than, like, two of them. He knows from experience. Trust me. So, who are we talking about this week? Slayer. Let me ask you that again, just you know, to see if we can get through to our audience and uh, Josh as well. Who are we listening to this week? Slayer. Right? Yep. I mean, because it's Slayer. Because it's Slayer, and they slay things. I wish I could do the high-pitched sound of every right song up. from him. I know. That'd I'm, be the intro. You know, I almost tried it, and then I was like, no. Yeah, no. I don't want to hurt it myself or Too others out there. Before we get going on that, you know, we, we've been places this week. We've done things. We've had our podcast accessible in other areas. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, before, you had to kind of go to our page or... Google it whenever Google got around to actually acknowledging that we exist. Thank you, Google. Thanks, Google, so much. Thank you, Google. So yes. <laughs> uh, we also are now available to listen to on uh, on Google Play. So if you are listening on an Android device, we are really thankful for that. And uh, also, though, if you're you know an iPhone user or an iOS user or a Mac Air Pad Pro phone watch thing, you can do that, too, uh, just through the uh, iTunes store. You can find our podcast. And the coolest thing is is uh, there's this, uh, like, little cylinder that Joe has upstairs, and it talks to him. Uh, it's and- called Alexa, and uh, it's to- it's connected to Amazon. It's like, uh, Am- like, it's I the Amazon know. Echo. Isn't it, Come an, on. Is it an Amazon woman that you speak to through this magic cylinder? That's well, upstairs? her name is Alexa, and she either does what I say or tells me that she doesn't know how. Gotcha. So we discovered that one of the cool things that we can ask Alexa to do is we can ask her to listen to discography discussion. So That's right, because we are on TuneIn Radio exactly. as well as iTunes and Google Play. So all you have to do is go up to Alexa and say, Alexa, play discography discussion. And she will. And I'd like to apologize because if you're listening to this too loudly, that's what's actually happening. So now you're doubling up. So what I need everybody to do is go to your friend's house and just as you're leaving, tell Alexa to play the latest episode of Discography Discussion. There you go. And walk out the door. So. See you, Grandma. What is this? Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) That bearded man is cursing. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know I have a beard. (laughs) Who said it was you? Awkward. Right. <laughs> True story. Anyway. So we're going to talk about Slayer this week. We're going to talk about some Slayer. Slay it. Let's so, slay it. Go ahead, Dan. Tell me about Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so Slayer, um, you know, I hadn't heard Slayer for a long time. Uh, my my start with metal was, um, as, as I talk about a lot, was like in Christian metal. So a lot of the people that would be recommending me to listen to bands were not recommending me to listen to Slayer. Um and there's a reason for that. Slayer is, um, well, they're extreme. Very extreme. At least for the 80s, they were very extreme. Um, S- Slayer plays thrash metal. And they don't have really n- nice lyrics. And they sound very angry constantly. They and were very angry. They were. And probably still are. I'm not entirely certain. Nah, they've chilled some. Yeah, how they're feeling personally Yeah, right this second. But... Uh, Slayer was angry. They had very angry lyrics. They were very anti-religious, so to speak, and um, they they shocked people. Um, and uh, you know, Slayer has kind of had its ups and downs. Slayer's kind of a hard band to talk about too, because uh, they're one of the very few bands out there that puts out a very consistent product. 
they have a formula, they use it, they stick to it, it works for them. They've done it for 35 plus years already. Right. I would go as far as to say that, at, you know, with apologies to the other members of the big four, you know, Slayer might be the definitive thrash band when it comes to the style and the way it's presented. Absolutely. You get exactly what you're expecting to get when you say, I'm going to listen to thrash. Oh, I agree 100%. They're the only one who stays true to that, to those roots, you know, as opposed to the other three who have... You know, if we talk discuss Metallica, I mean, obviously they've changed right. their styles over the years. Uh, Megadeth, they went through phases where they changed. And Anthrax, I'm not personally a big Anthrax fan, but I know that they've, you know, they're a different style. They've changed it up quite a bit. I was yeah. watching a, I was different watching lineups a, and yeah, I was watching like a Headbangers Ball or something real late at night the other night. And ah, love and, Headbangers uh, Ball. And Anthrax, anybody guys remember that? Yeah, they had an Anthrax. Uh, Dude, I was watching music some retro uh, Headbangers Ball the other day. Yeah, well, that's what I was watching too. It must have been retro because there was an Anthrax video okay. on there, and they would almost seem like they were just like up there rapping or something. I didn't really know what to say. Well, Anthrax has always been one of those groups that you can tell where they came from because you know they're they're very much a let's have fun band. That yeah. started as a thrash band. Yep. So pretty much, we're, we're a thrash band, but you know we like rap, so we're going to do a rap song because why not? Right. Whereas with Slayer, you're going to get mind blowing speed. You're going to get thrashy, yelled vocals, insane vocals at times. You're going to get insane. You're going to get what some people would call repetitive, but I call them thrash drums. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the and drums consistent are. and we're, we're you know over the top screechy guitar solos. Yeah, cat yep. stranglers. Cat stranglers. Exactly. Cat stranglers. <laughs> yeah. I love Kerry King, but yeah, boy, his do we solos. Get, do we get Ooh. to do we get to uh, make that the first official discography discussion term? This is a cat strangler. Oh, I yeah. guess so. I guess we can we All can right. incorporate that. I'll, I'll take that. Coin has the term has been coined. And yes, we're going to search your blogs, and if you're using it, you have to pay me like exactly twenty seven dollars and ninety eight cents. I like it. Let's do it. Fair enough. And you know, Slayer to me was always that group. You know, it's really hard to shuffle. Like, I can't just sit down and listen to all the Slayer in my library. <laughs> I can't just say, hit shuffle on Slayer and be happy because, you know, good thrash albums, regardless of the artist, are best consumed whole. You get, you get the tone, you get the feeling, you get the, the mood that the band is trying to set. And if you try to mix that, it usually doesn't work. And even though I would hold Slayer very high, I really don't enjoy listening to old slayer and new slayer i i, I pick an album that i want to listen to and i say i'm going to listen to rain and blood today i'm going to listen to the newest record like I, i've been listening to a lot of repentless and i've been enjoying it i know it's the newest one they've got but it's not know. bad it's no. not bad like dan and i talked on the way over here it's almost like they're trying to revert back with that sound to, to the maybe, old sound yeah, yeah to the old sound and you can you can hear it in the vocals on the riffs for sure I agree with you on on listening to you can't listen to a Slayer on a shuffle. You definitely have to pick an album and go with it. Yeah, and the albums aren't terribly long either. No, you're not no. making a you're not making an hour long commitment or anything. You, you basically got to start, strap in and hold on for your life and then, you know, take your journey through the ride pretty much. So what's your favorite Slayer record, Josh? Oh, uh, Rain and Blood for me, for sure. All right, we agree on that, Dan. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me this damn question. I like South of Heaven. And I've been, no. Uh, I like South of Heaven. Dan I, and I. All right. I'm gonna Dan didn't like clearly, it. we like all the Slayer <laughs> albums, but. I'm going to take a guess. Do, do you mind? Uh, you can all right. guess. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This, I know what this it is. is. This is 21 years of knowing this man. Uh, seasons in um, the Abyss. Yep. Yeah, you got me. Boom. I would have guessed that too. Yep. That's right. Well, because I, so I was disappointed with South of Heaven, which we get into a little bit later. But I Seasons like, of the Abyss was kind of like, oh, okay, that was just like a one-off. Yep, cool. I like Seasons. The actual, the actual I was title song. Yeah, the title song. So you want to start at the top with Show No Mercy? Show No Mercy, nineteen eighty-three. Three, yeah. Yep. Okay. I wasn't even alive yet. But you still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. You damn know. right. Dan um, was at the first show. I was absolutely. <laughs> Um, after I asked my dad, were you at a Slayer show? What? <laughs> what, circa 1982, right? So yeah. They're probably playing these songs for years before they released the album. Well, you know, they, this this was the early 80s. This is what people consider the golden age of thrash. Sure. Mm -hmm. This is when you got Metallica. This is when you got Megadeth. This is when you got Anthrax. It's when you got Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. So Slayer was not like the super badass band that they were later uh, on this record. Show No Mercy is still an crazy, is still a crazy, insane thrash metal album. I mean, 
There's, I'm not going to debate whether or not it's thrash. You know, it's it's absolutely. You really can't debate that any Slayer isn't thrash. Oh, we can and we will. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to debate genres too much, but uh, but so Show No Mercy was kind of like a thrash album that was still kind of coming off the roots of heavy metal. Like think old Metallica. Not as melodic, but um, think think old Metallica in the sense that those records were thrash metal records, but they were uh, they had kind of that that old school production quality to them, to where they sounded like Someone's almost garage. like yeah, well, no, I mean not even that. I mean because this one actually sounds a Show No Mercy sounds actually a little produced to me. Uh, it sounds like a like a hair metal album. It is very clean. Well, yeah, like it. those are the people that they were with, were, were hair metal, you know, producers. Well, that was the scene that the thrash metal bands were around, unfortunately, in San Francisco and right. in L.A. at the time. And typically at that time, any group that got a record contract or any type of record label recognition, they spent money on the studio. Yep. Right. Because they wanted to create the, the prettiest product they could sure. to hopefully sell it. Right. It just happened to be that it was Slayer. Well, so Show No Mercy was, I, I wouldn't say as heavy as uh, their later stuff was. Show No Mercy was a, more about speed, I think, than it was about heaviness. Um, it's definitely more about atmosphere than technicality. Um, it was, it's kind of more of like, oh, it has more of a classic heavy metal sound to it. Aggression to uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's... Um, I mean, the songs with Die by the Sword on there was, you know... Um, Face the Slayer. That's right. I know. <laughs> you know, kind of a it kind of goes along the lines of like a kill them all kind of sound. Like, yeah. Uh, one of my different. One of my favorite songs on that record is the Antichrist. Ha. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's it's which people cheesy. try to get banned by the way, which kills me because it's not how those guys view that at all. Like that's not their persona that they right. believe in that stuff whatsoever. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, with Slayer, you definitely get more of a religion's not real vibe than yeah. a, uh, than a, you know, yes, we believe it. And I actually am the antichrist, you know? Um, well, that's always been Kerry King. I think I read an interview with him once where he said that God was an invention by man who couldn't handle the real world on their own. Right. So, I mean, you, you get exactly what you get as far as the mindset goes. Right. I mean, I disagree, but yeah, it's, I well, get it. You know, Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, not, I'm not asking you to agree with it. Well, no, but just, I get it, though. Like, that, that's that been the whole Slayer shtick, you know, is that none of it is right. none of it is actually real. Uh, so they use this imagery um, and these lyrics. But I, yeah, I think I think Show No Mercy had a lot of really cheesy lyrics on it. Black um, magic. Yeah, like, lo- yeah, lots that's of a black classic, magic. That song, um, I like it, but yeah, that's the classic metal cheesy you right. know we're actually listening to my favorite on this record which is die by the sword oh yeah dude yeah um the solos actually on this record are, are a little bit more are more traditional they're more sound, traditional yeah. yeah they're more uh they're more like what you'd hear on you know other bands of the same ilk um like they a weren't... real band not something you're listening to on your way to hell right <laughs> no cat stranglers <laughs> exactly yes. but uh yeah, so I mean, Show No Mercy was a really good record. Um, I don't think that it did a whole lot to differentiate Slayer from other bands at the time. Um, still cool. I mean, like, you go to the store, you buy it, you take it home, you listen to it, you're going to like it. You're going to enjoy it. If you like Slayer, if you like thrash metal, if you like heavy guitars, you're going to like this record. Well, I, I know a lot of people that like Slayer that just don't like the first album. Why? Because it's just not... Because it's not rain and blood. It's let's like be Slayer like, unpolished oh. to these people. It is, and, and like I mean, you, you look in the back like of the, a, the band pictures and stuff, yeah, and they're, they're like they're like holding upside down crosses, and they have like makeup and stuff on. It's, it's like, like Slayer it's just like so anti Slayer. Yeah, yeah, like it's just it doesn't seem like something Slayer would do. You know, like, that's not my Slayer. Right? Yeah, not my Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, discography discussion I, I is know. fake news. That's right. <laughs> this is going to be out there in the news tomorrow for sure. Absolutely, we're going to hear from Carrie King's lawyer. I hope so. I want to use the current term cat cat stranglers. Dan, can you have a conversation with uh, Carrie King's lawyer and Josh? Can you be Carrie King's lawyer? Only you are Lars Ulrich. No, we're not um, doing it. Oh, come on. Um, notice that you've been using uh, some of my material. <laughs> Uh, you have to pay us like I don't know, like a truckload of money. Okay, but you have to pay me for putting cat strangler in paper. I invented cat strangler. Um, yeah, you have to talk to my lawyer on that one. But you're supposed <laughs> to be the lawyer. Yeah. Um, that's not gonna happen. All right. We're no, All right. no more. Right. No more right. skits on discography discussion. Um, <laughs> yikes. But it's fun if it's Lars. Sure it is. Everything's fun with <laughs> I Lars. Know. 
I don't mean you can't talk in the Lars voice, you know, sometimes. I'll it's, do a whole podcast as Lars correct. one time. <laughs> Lonely Lars. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing tonight? All right. All right. We're talking about Slayer. Hello anyway. Waits. That's the next album. Hello Waits. Oh, my goodness. If there's one word I can use to describe Hello Waits, it is balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, they I, literally instantly transformed out of the Show No Mercy Slayer into the Slayer we all know now. You know, like, I mean, like, in, in one album. Do you guys, to me, when I listen to this album, the first thing I thought of is Merciful Fate. Do you guys hear the influence on that? I can hear and I did, And I didn't know that, like, I think of Certainly that. not in the vocals, but yeah. No, like, just the style of music. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Jeff Hanneman, in, uh, in interviews before he passed away, had... Uh, had mentioned that they were a huge influence on them in this album. And oh, I, yeah. I can hear it now going back and listening to it. I wouldn't have guessed that before, but yeah, I can see Merciful Fate in here for sure. And that's another band that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hell Wait's the songs just, are longer, it's more, just, pro, you know, yeah, more progressive. It's just so much heavier than Show No Mercy was. And it just, it, it kind of blows my mind because I don't see bands just instantly change like that. No, you see, like, a progression a little bit, you know. Right. I you mean, got, and I've it's seen almost it like happen. like night and day style. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it happen when, like, every member of the band changes out or something. But, you know, for the most part. I get the feeling listening to this that you've got a band that put out an album and then said, now we're going to put out the album we want. And, you know, how many times have you heard a band that the album that you get Usually the first one, but the album that you get is very clean, it's very produced, and then you go see them live and you say, well, it's not as good as the album, or it's not as technical, or the album was really clean compared to that, and I get that impression with Slayer, that, you know, you listen to Hell Awaits and you think, this is the same band, unhinged. Right. And I hear what later would, you, uh, Rick Rubin was... Very dialed we're in. We're getting this podcast before the word Rick Rubin started flying. I, I know. Well, you only had one more album anyway. He was just saying he was a big influence for. He's not here yet, though, man. How do I? Offsides, off, false start. How do I say? Come it? on, you you can tell what he heard <laughs> in this band and said, "I can, I can make them something." Yeah, no, I do. I mean, yeah, I clearly, you know, and I believe, I believe it is documented too that. uh that Rick Rubin heard Hello Waits and was like, I can make this band into oh, something easily. really great. Yeah. Brian Slago found them, was like, man, these guys are great. We got to get them seen. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, that's a rough, uncut Slayer. And then Rick Rubin's like, I can take this band to a whole nother level. And, and that's his vision for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they did. went along with it. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue it. I mean, whether you like it or not. There's not a whole lot notable about Hello Waits. I mean, it's a great record on, on its own, but. It's kind of the record that came out before Rain and Blood, so it's... Uh, it gets lost in the shuffle. It, it is very significant in establishing the band's more modern sound. Mm. Uh, but it, as far as an album goes, um, it doesn't have the most um, memorable songs, because I think at this point we're still we're, we're focusing on aggression. We're gr- gr- focusing on heaviness. Yeah, and, I mean, and if I when could you do that, one, you're not writing songs again. at that point. You're just trying to blast out as fast and hard as you can. Absolutely. Yeah, the song content is not anything that's going to wow you. It's not anything that's going to be controversial or, you know, any well, topical. Or... There's a song on there called Necrophiliac, but yeah. Yeah, but that's that's very metal, Dan. But I mean, you know, we've all been there, right? Uh, so well, at least once. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just got weird and awesome. Anyway. I mean, my D&D character was. Right. That's right. what I meant. Yeah, isn't that uh and yeah, that's an interesting factoid about Slayers that I believe the band was called Dragon Slayer. Yep. Originally. Um that was their original name that they came up with. And weren't weren't a lot of their lyrics um like or, or especially on the first album based on the stuff that happened in their D and D campaigns. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Um Which like why can't we do that now? Right, yeah. That would be a hit today. Well, yeah, especially since like being a nerd is awesome now. Uh, it has been for quite some time now. Yeah, pretty much since I was in high school. One thing that I'd like to point out now, because it'll be very relevant later, and Josh, you might notice this about Carrie King and Jeff Hanneman's guitar tone. Big time mids. Oh, yeah. The thing that every young guitarist should learn about your tone, if you play metal, turn the mids up. Don't turn them down. Yep. 
because that's where when you turn the mids down, all you've got is bass and high, and that's where the drums and the bass guitar live. So if you want me to hear you without cranking it up and blowing out the mix, turn the mids up. Slayer's been doing it since the 80s, yep. and they've always had a mid-heavy sound, and you can hear every note they play. Well, yeah. I mean, Rain and Blood doesn't even sound like an 80s record. No. It sounds way more modern, I think, than it's given credit for. And it's 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 interesting to me because Slayer, you know, I've heard a lot. I've heard because like thrash kind of came back in like the like like after 2010, like in a lot of like especially in our local scene here in St. Louis, tons of thrash bands and they're playing um, more of like a punk thrash. But like I listen to some of the stuff they're putting out, and it doesn't sound really all that different than than this. And it's crazy to me that this record came out so long ago because it still sounds new. 1986, put yeah. that in perspective. I mean, it maybe doesn't sound like 2017 new, but it certainly... But still, you would... Yeah, like you hand it to me and say, you know, oh, this is a new band by someone I haven't heard of, and I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool. Guess the year this album came out. Yeah. 2012? Nope. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, or like 2002 yeah. or something. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just... It's crazy. Um. Rain and Blood, I mean, it's everyone's favorite Slayer album, just about, and with good reason. It's uh, it's it, it's when Slayer delivered the perfect hamburger, so to speak. Um, they just, you know, th- th- this is where everything that they had, the technicality, the speed, the aggression, and the control, all of it accumulated into this album. And it's mixed well too. Oh, yeah, it's so mixed well. The production by, value on it's phenomenal. By the he sound who on shall phenomenal. not be named. <laughs> yeah. we, are, we already said his name. Call him R and R. R and R. Yep. All right, we coined another term. Right. <laughs> Cutching. These are not the only Rick Rubin albums we're going to ever talk about. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're supposed to say R and R. Anyway, I mean, what do you want to say about Slayer? I, I mean, reject it's, your it's, rules. It's rain and blood. It's yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, if you've never heard Rain and Blood, first of all, I don't even know why you're listening to this. And second of all, you need to go listen to Rain and Blood. Angel of Death. Yeah, Angel of Death just blasts out of the gate, and you know everything that you need to know about that record within the first 38 seconds. It's a good and a bad thing. Why is it a bad thing? Well, it's a bad thing because the problem I have with Slayer as a whole is a lack of dynamics. You kind of get the same thing from beginning to end. Don't get me wrong, though. I like that sound. I have no problem getting that, only that, from the beginning to the end once, maybe twice a day. I think that's what makes them unique, though, is there are so little bands who could do that for such a prolonged time. No, it's true, yeah. I mean, what they did wasn't bad. Um... In my own personal music experience, though, I like I like to be surprised by what I hear. So you get you get two or three songs into a Slayer album. It's going to be the there, same there's thing. There's almost no reason to 10. continue. I know. I understand. You know? I respect what you're saying. Um, That's kind of what I was getting at earlier about as far as Slayer goes. They're one of those bands. Like I can't say I want to listen to Slayer. I can say I want to listen to Metallica. Right. And I'm a super fan, so that's kind of cheating. But yep. you can say you want to listen to Zayo and just shuffle Zayo. And whenever you get, you're going to be happy. Slayer, I've got to pick an album. Right. And, and it's not difficult. I've been doing it all week. Yeah, I'm going to listen to this album today. Yeah. And by the time I'm done, I'm glad I listened to it. I'm entertained. I'm happy. I'm a thrash fan, so I'm getting everything I want. But I don't, I don't feel like I retain anything from it. Right. So it's one of those... It's kind of like a fast food cheeseburger. I really want to eat it, and when I ate it, I'm glad. Right. But what do I remember about it? Yeah, you're I not, remember think, it you're not thinking like about it now. Yeah, right. I think I rem- it, it was a, it was a Jack in the Box cheeseburger. Uh, the last time I ate Jack in the Box cheeseburger, I was happy, and I'm gonna eat it again. Right now, if a Jack in the Box taco, that's completely different. I mean, mm. come on, you can go for that right now. Get a case of those. Anyway, <laughs> one thing I think we do and need diarrhea. to talk about though is. Is this the first time that Slayer has created what you would consider a signature riff? Um, Rain and Blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was telling Josh and the way over here, I was like, man, just my wrist just, hurts bam. just listening oh, to this. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this is probably where they polished that signature sound where they were known for. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have some pretty, some pretty notable riffs from this album. Well, I think Rain and Blood was so... 
and the, the iconic. Song, oh yeah, and I think I think Rain and Blood was so iconic that I think that's the reason why there are elements of Rain and Blood in pretty much every other Slayer album that's come out after that, um, because they remember that that was the big paycheck. That was the you guys have won the lottery. You're a huge band now. This is your bread and butter. Stick to it. Right. Which is actually really cool if you think about it, because and I don't know a whole lot about what was going on behind the scenes with Slayer uh, at that time, but it is strange to hear the record label not, um, you know, they're not trying to get them to put out, you know, the Black Album. They're not trying to get them to put out more commercial music, um, which I mean, I think kind of leads kind of leads us into South of Heaven. I think a little bit of that would be Kerry King. He's he's always kind of had control. What he's a, he's kind of Kerry like the King doesn't of the conf- doesn't confirm. You know I mean, he doesn't conform. What he's, he's not a conformist. He's the spokesperson what? for the group. <laughs> mm. And welcome to South of Heaven. See, I like this album too. Right. I mean, so particularly this song. Sometime within the last two weeks or so, I've sent Josh a text message, being like, "Man." South of Heaven is so weak, you know. Um, well, it depends on what order you listen to it. Like, I well, I said I've been listening to pretty much like Show No Mercy, Rain and Blood, and Hell Awaits. It's all I really all I was listening to for the first first couple. You know, when I was first starting to prep up for it, and so when I heard, uh, whenever I heard South of Heaven. I was like, first of all, why is it going so slow? Well, that's the thing. That's totally different tempo changes in this album. Completely different. Um, but after a while, I started liking it because I'm just a sucker for dynamics, man. Uh, I like hearing Slayer doing something different. Vocally, musically, um, but still very Slayer. I mean, if you just listen to those lyrics. I mean, it's just so, you know, it's just so gruesome. It's like Halloween every day for these guys, you know? <laughs> Is I, this the first time that Slayer's backed off on a record? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, people complain about Show No Mercy not being as heavy as the other records, but that was also their debut. You know, you can't really say they slowed down on that one. I right. Wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a slowdown. I would think it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess if we're going to compare it to, it would be like this would be their version of like Master of Puppets. This is the first sound where you enter more melodic, more intricacies into the solos, into riffs, the lyrics, different dynamics. Catchiness. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a, I don't want to say poppy, yeah, but more of a, more of a catchy riff there. It's more of like that understanding thing, that one hook from a song that you're going to remember through the whole, the whole process, the whole album, you listen to it. See, I think that's the best song on the album. I feel like we're, you know, it's it's a repetitive thing to say, and this is South of Heaven, the title track. It's a very repetitive thing to say about Slayer, but it applies. Like, what do you want me to say? It's Slayer, right? I mean, it's Slayer, and it. But it's not. It's not your mama's Slayer either. At that point, you know, like this has changed things. Now they've they've changed things up. Um, you have slower pace. You have more discernible vocals, which I appreciated actually, um, because it can be sometimes be really hard to follow. Uh, you know, what what horrible despicable thing is being sung about you know <laughs> and so uh you know it was I, I always wanted to hear more about that and um on south of heaven i get that the interesting thing about south of heaven also is that it is not so much like evil sounding lyrics it's a little bit more like socially conscious type stuff sure they tackle more actual topics and right. more actual issues M- more, more so than just Hey, uh, Satan! Black magic, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, voodoo, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right, guys, roll a twenty. Yeah, That's it's right. like it's it's <laughs> more um, it, it's it's more like okay, this is the real world we live in, and it's messed up too, and we're Slayer, and we don't ever pass up talking about something that's messed up. That's right, you know. Um, so I mean, I this record really grew on me, and I I never really had a. Uh, I really had a favorite song so much. War on Ensemble. It, War, yeah. Mandatory Suicide. Well, yeah, for the next one, but yeah. Um, so I think I think when I heard Seasons in the Abyss, I think that was kind of my sweet spot. Well, and I think the first, and I think the, <clears throat> the thing for this album that makes it different is this is the first album with Rick Rubin they did on his own right. label. Because mm-hmm. on the last album, 
um, I forget who they, what label they were with, but Rick Rubin pretty much left that label, started his own with somebody, and Slayer did this album with them yeah. on his new label. Right, this guy prints us money. Yeah, yeah so I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you could probably tell a difference in a lot of stuff and a lot of free range to mm-hmm. be able to write. Listen to the lyrics. I mean, the last album, there was stuff that they wouldn't even want them to release for, you know, obvious reasons. Right. Even before that. It blows my mind that this came out in 1990 and still sounded the way that it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the only way that it would get away with that would be having a producer or a record distributor like Rick Rubin, who that's what he was going for. But right. You're not going to hear this on Universal or any big album at this time. No, it, all, all of your majors are going to be like, you need to start singing. Yep. Lighten it up. We, we need we need at least one ballad song about your girlfriend or something oh, on yeah, here. Yeah. Because their people aren't gonna buy it. And so Slayer's just like, Well, first of all, you know what band we are, right? Yep. You know, at this point. I mean, like I, they're I, like, I, We did we did a more commercial album. It's called South of Heaven. Have you heard it? That's right. You know <laughs> South South of Heaven was slow. It's a ballad. <laughs> right. It's a ballad to death. You know. It's, this is the least scary artwork album for this album, too. And this oh, is yeah. also the last yeah. album that included Dave Lombardo for a while. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, he uh, he would leave, and I forget why, but yeah, he'd be gone for a few albums, and he eventually ended up coming back. I think two or three kind of like Kind of like the buddy of Slayer, right? Oh, boy. He pops in when he's needed. <laughs> so, so this is your favorite album, Dan. Why? So, hypocritical statement incoming. I liked it. it because it sounded it. like a mix of South of Heaven and Rain and Blood. Because it clearly does. Because all the good stuff about South of Heaven, more distinguishable vocals, better production quality, songs that you actually remember that have hooks. You know, Seasons of the Best says all of that. Except it's in one album. I don't have to go I don't have to go listen to Rain and Blood to get speed. I don't have to go listen to South of Heaven in order to uh you know, in order to get memorable songs. So, like, I mean, having it all on one album like that, that was just kind of like my my cupcake, you know? It had it had the cake and the icing all in one little cup. That's the answer I'd expect from a lead singer. What are we going to do with him? <laughs> Seriously. Go figure. You, you, you get what you pay for. It's Slayer. I, I, I'm repeating <laughs> myself again, but it's fast. It's got balls. It's got... It's got, mem- it's got memorable riffs, too, man. Oh, it does. I mean, it's not that Rain and Blood wasn't memorable, but it's only memorable because I've listened to it like 400 times, you know? Like, well, maybe you should do it 401. Yeah, clearly that's where I'm go- I've am going. i gone wrong here. You're going to hear us say a lot, yeah, the, the Slayer, it's, you know, what are you going to say? It's Slayer. Like, right. This isn't going to be a podcast that's going to be like life-altering discussions. It's pretty simplistic for these guys. I mean, well, yeah, it's hard It's hard with Slayer because really, basically what is it? There's two types of Slayer albums. Yes. There's the kind that sound like Rain and Blood and the kind that sound like South of Heaven. Yes, essentially. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's it. What do you want to listen one, to They had today? one album that was kind of like an experimental new metal sound. That the two was, albums. Uh, I would well, argue... Uh, uh, maybe an album and a half. I'll give you that. So, right. So, so, this, so did anybody listen to Divine Inter- Intervention? Uh, Not voluntarily, but yes. Yeah, it's... It's not great. I mean, I think they'd be the first to admit it's not anything memorable. I it's mean, an it, easy, it, forgettable it, album for me. It doesn't suck. It's just... No, I don't know. I'm not going to say it sucks by any means, but it's an album I can forget about. Like, it's... I could skip right over it and not I feel like they, a second I feel like they wanted to do Rain and Blood again. Only, you know, they couldn't because that album already existed. You know, um, and it almost just... I don't know. The songs just sound a little bit like B grade. Like they were just like they were hard pressed for an album. They were running out of time, and it's like, all right, well, just threw it together. Just, yeah, yeah, hey, this is what we've got. Boom, we'll go yeah. with it. Uh, definitely not awful by any means, but not like you know. It's great. not their Saint Anger. We'll go. We'll say that the, they don't. I don't really think they have a Saint Anger. The no, I only I don't think so either. Real complaint I would put on this album is you can tell this is the first album that they put out after their original drummer left. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like this guy is struggling to keep up with expectations. It's kind of like, like when Mortification changed drummers, yeah. Very similar. Like yeah. they're playing, like he's playing 10% over his capability. There right. you go. Like that's the best way to describe it. He can play, but it's like just 10% more than he can handle. And you can tell, you can definitely tell that he can't keep up. They're, they're, yeah. they're solid when it comes to drumming, even when you drum fast. They're solid 
And then there's, okay, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And I kind of feel like that's what he's doing here. Yep. I Come on, guys, agree. can we play some more of those South of Heaven songs? It's it's not bad. <laughs> Just slow it down. No. Slow but it down, if, guys. if I had to pick a reason why I don't like it, that would be it. Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike it. Uh, it's just not, you know, in comparison to what came before it, it's just, you know, yeah, it's, like, it's just yeah. kind of standard, standard, regular. It's Slayer another Slayer album. album, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think at this point they had kind of started um, becoming a little bit more stagnant um, because the next album they put out was just a whole bunch of cover songs um, from a whole bunch of like crossover hardcore yeah. thrash bands. Is that well, I mean, disputed attitude? Yeah, yeah I don't even really want to talk about that it's, one because yeah, it's, it's not like it's their a material. Cover, yeah, it'd be like covering Garage Inc. or something. Yeah, if from we didn't talk about like, Garage Inc., we didn't, we're, we're not going to talk about Undisputed Attitude. Yeah, um, so Diabolus Musica would be... Diabolus Musica, one. yeah, so that record. So, um, this one's... <laughs> This I, one's different. Um, yeah, I, I love this. This is the first one out of, the, and when you look at their stuff online, that this is listed in a new metal category as well as thrash metal. Right. Well, those two don't exist. Exactly. I know five hundred people. I would, yeah. I know five hundred people that live in their mom's basement that would come cut your throat. That's for right. That, that's know? right. I, I would never call Slayer new metal. Even I don't. Even I don't. This. I wouldn't either. But yeah, this is the close to it they've ever. I don't know, man. From their own. Um, I don't know, man. It's. Uh, Pretty close. Uh-huh. Is this Cold Chamber? No, no Cold Chamber. <laughs> Cold Chamber is much heavier than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder what those guys are doing. Wow! Uh, you heard we of the just band, said that. You ever heard of the band Devil Driver? Yeah. The lead singer Cold Chamber is the lead singer Devil Driver. Is he? Yeah, they're heavy-ish, but not. I don't think they're as heavy as. I don't think anybody's as heavy as Cold Chamber. I miss those guys. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Flashback. A little unfocused here. So, what? but anyway. Um, Basically, they just wanted to be more modern. Um, you know, they put out Divine Intervention in 94. Undisputed Attitude, 96. Not even original material. I think there's kind of this idea of, I feel like if they'd put out another album that sounded like Divine Intervention, I think that I think that they, they just would have plummeted. I think that would have been it. Yeah, it might know, have been the downfall. To, to, right. to, do, to do the same thing that many times in a row. You know, this um, is probably the album for the new drummer to be able to keep up. That's why they had to slow down. Right, maybe. Um, they incorporated a lot of different styles into this. Um, songs are more like songs. They they still they leave the thrash in there. They, they're still it's it's more like it's more like a new metal record with thrash parts thrown into it. A thrash background, right? It's almost like they they, they get so far into the left field in places that they're like, wait a minute, we're Slayer. I know, I you just... know. Aren't we supposed to be? You know, like, um, like it sounds we... disjointed creatively. It's definitely down in the dumps as far as like, okay, this is what you do when you're in drop D for the first time. Yeah. Like, wow. And it's not bad. It's it's Slayer. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. What do you want me to say? It's, it's Slayer. Yeah. yeah I mean, just, it's, a, it's a thing that exists. Um, and, you know, in no way am I saying that this record is bad. It just sounds disjointed. Um, I don't think it's necessarily consistent with the quality of product that we'd had before either. I just feel like there's a little bit of like angsty uh, attitude on this that really wasn't present on the old Slayer. I mean, Slayer's always been angry, you know, um, but this this sounds more like we're trying to be angry like Soulfly or angry <laughs> like Corn, or you know, like that sort of stuff. Um, well, and so what year would this would have been? Ninety eight. Ninety eight, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been when. Let's see. That was that. Follow the leader would have been that right year? around yep, freak right around on a leash. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, I understand that you know trying to stay relevant. I mean, look at what was going on at the time. You have corn is out. Like you said, Soulfly. I mean, a lot right. of these bands were really hitting the scene at this hard. Yeah. I mean, I get Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I mean, you had all these bands out there that were popular, and that's what that's what record companies were snatching up were bands like this. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you just listen to the vocal delivery, it just it's different than, yeah. than what we'd had before. And it's like they're trying to stay relevant. They're trying too hard to stay relevant here, and instead of just being Slayer, they're going outside the Slayer box per se. Right. Well, and they did it twice. Too. Yeah. God hates us all was kind of the God same hates way. us all is the exact same way. There's yeah. a song on God hates us all. I think it's called Threshold. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Listen to that song. It sounds like Mudvayne featuring Slayer. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's 
this one I almost think is he more tuned down so much. I think this one actually sounds more like new metal than the last one did. I I, I, I gotta agree with that. Yeah, I can see it. Was in the grand scheme, like they both sound like new metal, but it's, it's weird though because it's not it's not something that bothers me. It's still Slayer. It's just his vocal delivery here really bothers me. Really? Well, he's like punching it so much. It's really his delivery is awkward. It's almost um, like it doesn't. Dare fit. I say, rappy? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I am not it, accusing but, Slayer of rapping. But again, look at the music that's out. I mean, no, I know, I know, I mean, man. So I think it's. I think that's just a product of the time, the where the music is heading in that. So I mean, yeah, we're definitely getting rappy here. Just listen. I mean. No, no, I can hear it. Yeah, it's, it just, I think it, they're just unfortunate. It's just a product of their time me. and trying to stay relevant. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's not necessarily... Okay, is, this, is this Slayer featuring Fred Durst? Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I, it's just not... Like, it doesn't bother not, me because I listened to new metal back in the day yeah. and I didn't really have much of a problem with it. Um, some some stuff I go back and I listen to and I'm like, oh, yeah. But, like, for the most part, I mean, the that genre is not without merit. And at this point, you know, Slayer is part of it. At this particular year, this particular moment in time, you know, as um, I guess to me, it's just it's just another album. Like it's not anything noteworthy to me. So can I jump ahead to Christ Illusion then? Go right yeah, ahead. Yeah, go right ahead. All right. So here we are. It's 2006. The last thing you got was about five years prior. Got a yeah, bunch they, of re-releases. I was gonna say they that, finally yeah. Yeah, they finally took some time off in between albums. Reset, at least try to. Also, the return of Dave Lombardo. Yeah, yep. they brought him back. Yep. Smart move. And, and listen to the difference. And we're back. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. All right. You get a fade the in. Beast, and then, the beast that has bam. been sleeping mm-hmm. has now been awakened. You know? I mean, <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> Here it is. Slayer's back. Um, interesting story about Christ Illusion. Um, now, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact day Christ Illusion came out, but uh, interesting story when my when June sixth, yeah, two thousand six, when, when when Joe and I and Buddy and we went up to um, we went to Allentown, Pennsylvania to record our album, and uh, the record label owner, not somebody that I would ever describe as religious, he was a huge metalhead. You know, most of the other bands on the label were like death metal bands and just like weird stoner grunge type bands and. Um, the thing I thought was really interesting was he was showing me Christ illusion and he was like, dude, I'm, I'm actually really offended by this album. Well, look at the album cover. That's yeah. enough. There's enough to, right. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty intense. I mean, I kind of just shrugged it off. I was like, oh, that's just Slayer being Slayer, you know? Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, which is all it was. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, we're, we're back to the old Slayer here. You had in that direction. That's for damn you know. sure. Um, I could sit there and argue about how individual songs aren't as good as some individual songs on Rain and Blood, but you know we're we're just you know we're digressing. Um, I personally like the next album more than this one, but World Painted Blood, yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good I, one. to me that was finally like yes, a return to just Slayer being that Slayer formula that we've been talking so much about. So, uh, <laughs> so Christ Illusion is uh, Hell Awaits, and uh, World Painted Blood is uh, is Rain, Rain and Blood. Blood. Yeah. Yep. I think I spent more time this week listening to this record than any other. Just because it was it was fun to put on, and when it was over, it was like okay, yeah, I got some Slayer in me. Yep. It's, a, it's a fast Slayer album, you know. <laughs> it's like right. It's um, so fast that it clocks in at under forty minutes. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> which which blows my mind. You should listen to some of the hardcore punk records I have. Oh man, well, <laughs> fourteen songs, nineteen minutes. I was gonna say yeah, yeah like a minute and a half a piece. Yeah, barely anything. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, World Painted Blood, I thought, was a really good step in the right direction for Slayer. Um, I mean, at this point, we've kind of abandoned trying to sound modern. And it's a good move, too, because, I mean, kind of in a way, Thrash Metal kind of came back uh, in recent years, uh, more so than it had been before. Um, bands like Testament and stuff are like playing Exodus, or, you know, they're, they're back and they're playing. And um, I don't know if they ever went anywhere or not, but we'll talk about that at, on different weeks. But, uh, you know, basically. You know, it really the paycheck of thrash. You know, really kind of, kind of cashed in uh, in recent years, and people people want to hear a good thrash album. Yeah, who doesn't? And Slayer is there now, consistently giving it to us. 
So would you rate this as the best of the most recent three? Uh, to me, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I haven't finished listening to all of the last album that came out in 2015, and I like what I hear, but I think so far, the, yeah, for me, this album would be the best of the newer. Repentless is almost as good as World Painted Blood. So I mean, far, it's, it's, still, not, it's I mean, about a step behind to me. Yeah, I mean, it's still really good, and again, this band is putting out a consistent product, so like, don't let anything negative we're saying affect your yeah, no, I mean, decision-making in the sense that like, you buy any of the last three albums and you're going to enjoy it from beginning to this end. This isn't like, like I said, with Metallica, where there's any, you know... Uh, there's no weird jarring. Or stuff yeah. like that. It's nothing's like, man, I just know. Like, all their stuff is pretty consistent. It's pretty good for the most part. You're not really... I mean, you're going to have songs that you're obviously not going to be into. Right. Some stuff that sounds weird. But for the most part, yeah, you could... If you had to buy their their whole collection, you would be satisfied with their entire collection. Oh, absolutely, and I have From been. start to finish, yeah. so I mean, for sure. Yeah, I have Don't been, let that discourage you for not checking them out. I've actually been going back and trying to recollect the old albums on vinyl, which is really tough. Um, like, you'll notice a difference on the, the, their new album, because, you know, Jeff Hanneman passed away in, what, I think 2013? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, you'll notice a difference in some of the riffs, but... right. And I think Lombardo was out of the band again. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. So I don't think was, oh, he, was he on World Painted Red or uh, uh, World yes, Painted Blood. Yes, he, was. he was. That was the last one I think he was. I think he was out after that again. Wait, World Painted Blood. There's kind of a situation and going on where he's has an album called Blood World, and I made a comment during that podcast that it was the same lyrics in different order. Yep, it's I'm really really interesting. Pretty, anyway. <laughs> uh, pretty spot on analogy. Kind right. of the, the issue with uh, Dave Lombardo is he he doesn't feel like he's getting credit for his writing. So it kind of started this argument for all bands of who owns the song, who wrote the song. Right. This sounds like something. Did Dave the guitarist write the song? Right. D- you know, the drummer sits Old there, Dave and he's not I getting credit to cover that. for his parts that he wrote. <laughs> even though you would argue it's a drum set, right? You know, it's not really notes on a sheet, but you know that, that that's a discussion for a different day. Oh, is it? But that's just one of those. <laughs> They didn't see eye to eye, and he was out. There it is. I mean, essentially, it was it. Which is a shame, too, because he's a hell of a drummer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, as we noticed before, you can tell with the other guy they had that he was just just couldn't quite cut he was it. Just, he was just there. He got yeah. way, he got better, though. Yeah, but it was no Lombardo. I mean, he couldn't keep up. Their style had to uh, conform to him rather than sure, I get sticking that. to where they're at, which, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I do feel like the new albums... <laughs> aren't as energetic as the old albums are. Well, when you're 100 years old, Dan, it's kind of hard to keep that, <laughs> kind of hard to keep that that's going. Just, that's just what I was going to say. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, geez. the fact that they're still playing on this level. You I know. know. With, with, you know, with, with the two of the original members not being there anymore, sure. Yeah, I mean, so it definitely, you know, makes sense. I think, I think Slayer, for me, is a band that, you know, they're, they're not my favorite band uh, by any means. And I was telling Josh on the way over here that it's not really, um, they're not really favorite band material, at least not for me, because yes, whenever I buy a Slayer record, I, I do have the relief of knowing that I both bought a good thrash record, you know, like, I mean, it, you know, something I'm not going to be disappointed with. Uh, however, um, I can't just sit there and listen to Slayer like all day, like I can other bands. And, um, like Joe was saying, I, you really can't just shuffle it, you know? No. Um, you got to be in the mood to listen to Sarah. Like you, like you know what? I want to just listen to something heavy aggression, right. in your face. And sure, pick out an album from them and go. Like okay, I got my fill. I'm you know I've been smacked around enough. I'm good. But the impact for Slayer, I think I think Slayer really opened the door for a lot of bands. Uh, I, Slayer's impact is undeniable in the sense that I feel like in a lot of ways they really paved the way for death metal. Um, I you know and people I can people, see that. People that I would say are maybe a little less educated because I, I I don't think Slayer really has ever done anything more extreme than thrash metal. Um, I have heard people describe it as a death metal band, but that's definitely not, no. I would in, in in my opinion that's that's it's not quite there. Um, but they definitely opened the door for uh, for this kind of like f- faster, more extreme, pushing the limit kind of thing. Um, because, like, I mean, Metallica is notable for, for bringing, you know, thrash metal to the masses. Um, but they, yeah. Yeah, but they, they kind of... They changed. They, they went from thrash metal to 
I don't know, metal, maybe? Oh, what would you call them? Would, I don't Hard think by, rock. Yeah, yeah, I mean, by puppets, they weren't thrash anymore. I mean, Not really, no. I so, mean, even half of Ride the Lightning, they weren't thrash. So, I mean, yeah, they were no longer thrash. I mean, where Slayer has pretty much been... Always thrash. thrash through their whole career, minus those two albums we discussed where it was new metal New metal yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, either... Yeah, pretty consistent with what their style is. Right. I mean, and I think, I think also paving the way for heavier bands, too... The idea of let's not hold back. Yeah. Let's let's not be afraid to be a wall of noise at times. Um yeah, I mean it's like Slayer not really no not really known for their notable solos, you know, like I enjoy every Slayer solo I hear while I'm hearing it, and then when it's over, it's over. Which and kills I don't think about is, it again. He is actually a really great he can write really great solos. Oh, yeah. He just chooses what fits for the song mm-hmm. and that's just, you know, screeching cats coming from hell. Right. I mean when you know when <laughs> the, the rest of, of the demon. song when the rest of the song is firmly planted in hell. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean you kinda have to go along with that screeching sound. But they definitely uh they influence so many bands and um just the uh the imagery too, you know, like paving the way for, for more morbid type lyrics and stuff. I mean, because I, I feel like, you know, bands <laughs> didn't really talk about really dark subjects. I mean, they did. They had a song about the Holocaust, for God's sake. Right. I mean, I mean they, they, they did talk about dark subject matter. And I do think the Slayer's lyrics over the years kind of reached a point of self-parody. Sure. Um, yep. After a while. But, you know, I think, I think the initial shock of Slayer and some of the things that they had to say... Um, you know, they definitely paved the way for bands like Cannibal Corpse and oh, you know, uh, just just that type of that type of extremity that just is just unrelenting. And you could say, well, at this point, you can you you can kind of say, well, I know everybody thinks heavy metal is super evil and and dark and everything, and you know it is to an extent. Uh, but you know, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that they they sold it as entertainment. Hey, do you like horror movies? Do you like slasher movies? Well, you're going to like this band because that's the kind of stuff that they talk about. They don't take that home with them. That's not something they practice. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And there are some bands that did. But yeah. yeah well, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll reach that as we reach the bands. So no touchy. So, right. It, it it didn't take as long as you might have expected, but final thoughts on Slayer? Um, Slayer, man. Uh phenomenal band um i think they're gonna be around for a while yeah um i don't see slayer going away anytime soon expect and, more uh, of the same yeah expect more of the same <laughs> they are who we thought they were <laughs> i mean right yeah there's not a whole lot to say about slayer and no that hasn't been said i mean they are who you think they uh-huh. are well and it makes sense too that the slayer podcast is going to be about the length of a slayer album you yeah know? i mean and all, not much is left to say. The only thing I have to say about them is if you're a guitarist, mm. if you're a bassist, if you're a vocalist, if you're a drummer, try to keep up. Ooh. Good luck. <laughs> and good luck indeed. Uh do you have an album of the week, Dan? Uh yeah, actually not. It's I, I guess because I've been listening to so much Slayer, I kinda went as far away from that as possible. Um I've been listening to this band from the eighties called Grim Reaper. And uh, they have an album out called. It sounds Rock. familiar. Yeah, they have an album out called. Uh, they came out in the eighties called uh, "Rock You to Hell," and it sounds like uh, it sounds like an Iron Maiden, Judas Priest kind of man. And I've really been enjoying that. I'm actually gonna keep a theme here. Uh, speaking of Dave Lombardo, the Finnish cello metal band Apocalyptica, mm-hmm. their fourth album, Reflections, featured drums by Dave Lombardo. And I'm going to throw that out. Everybody needs to listen to that. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I've been listening to Metallica too much lately. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to anything new in a while. I mean, I'm still listening to Hardwire. <laughs> you listen to Hardwire still? Yeah. I just All right, got... everybody go back and listen to it again. I know. I, I just... don't have a problem with it. I just got my tickets for the show, so that's what I've been no doing too lately. I know. And on that note, it, this is going to be episode four of Discography Discussion. Thank you for joining, and we will see you next week. Metal.